Hi, I'm Mark, and you are listening to the second episode of the Hala Hala podcast. I feel like the second episode is really important because the first episode, you're like, yay, I'm a podcaster slash whatever. But then after you, after that rush of getting the first one out, like the second one, you're just, you're like, oh, I have to like keep doing this. Yeah. And it, it's, it's actually really, it, it was yeah. kind of challenging and tough to, um, just get started on the second one. So I want to thank you uh, for, for being our second guest. But for today's episode, we are in the GEC, that is the Global Education City, located in Daejeong District on the southwestern part of the island. Now, I am in a spot that was referred to me for quite some time. I haven't been able to, to come until recently. Uh, when it comes to Chinese cuisine, the incredible gungun, a space where you can, quote, empty your mind and fill your belly. I did not come up with that. That is actually the tagline that I saw online. And you can fill your belly full of delicious Chinese food, that is. And for our second guest, I have the honor of sitting down with the man who runs this incredible dope spot. So thank you for joining us. Right off the bat, first question I ask all of our guests are, who are you and what brought you to Jeju? Well, thanks for having me, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm Sean Beck. I run this humble establishment. Um, I cook and I work by myself here. And um, what brought me to Jeju? Yeah. Mm. Not for any like specific reason, really. Mm -hmm. um, one of my best friends works at one of the schools nearby. Okay. And I'd been visiting him every once in a while for short holidays. And after a few years of that, they were just like, wow, this place is cool. Where were you visiting from? Like, hmm. um, in Gyeonggi-do. Okay. Our family still lives in Hwasong. So I was um, working like a bull job. Can I swear on this podcast? I swear a lot in real life. That's fine. It's fine. I, I, yeah, I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided. So just go ahead, man. Okay. Just do your thing. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so I was working a stupid job. And then um, after I finished that job, I decided to come down because I didn't have anything lined up after. Yeah. And uh, I got my first job at Bang & Taco. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes. Dave and us, we are friends. That's another uh, local spot. Yeah. Really great. Uh, Shout out to Bang & Taco. Yeah, Bang & Taco. Love come on. Bang. I'd love to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I started working there and I moved here and I haven't gone back since. When was that? When did you... Uh, that was 2018, okay. I think, in uh, October-ish. Okay. But then you... Uh, were, you said your family was on the mainland, but uh, where did you? Where were you at beforehand? Before you came on to the mainland, we lived in the mainland since I think 2012. Okay. So we we'd moved around within the mainland. Okay. And then before that, uh, we were in China. Okay. All right. How? Uh, tell me about that. China. Uh, living there. Um, living in China was interesting. Mm. I think we moved there maybe 2005 or six. Okay. I was probably just turning 12 or something. Was yeah. Just a kid. Yeah. And, uh, where, we're at in China specifically. Yantai. Okay. It's really close. It's like, you know, like the, the chicken goozle. Yeah. On the map. Yeah. 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 So if you just hop the goozle across the ocean, that's where Yantai is. So right. It's like an hour, 10 minutes by 
from Incheon. Okay. Mm. So really close. Um, we went there. My dad at the time was working in a company that um, required him to relocate a lot. Okay. And that was one of our big relocations. Uh, yeah. We'd moved from the States to Yantai. And uh, I went to school there at an international school. That's actually where I met my friend that works here. Okay. He used to be my high school English teacher. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You like get in with your teacher and you're yeah. like yeah, first yeah, name yeah. basis then. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's such a oh, cool feeling. Yeah. Far, far, <laughs> far more the first name yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his kids run at me every time I see him. And that's like, awesome. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, and then I went to middle school and high school there. That was a really um, important part of my life, I would say. Hmm. Just because China to people that don't live in China yeah. or that part of Asia, I would yeah. say, is such a blast of like cold water to the face because yeah. like I grew up um, in like a suburban Midwest town in Illinois. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. It's called like Buffalo Grove. Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a very, <laughs> that, I've never been there, but that sounds super, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suburbs. <laughs> I literally live next to a White Castle. Okay. Nice. Okay. I never, I never went there. Wow. <laughs> Good but, for you. Um, that's how that's how suburban and like vanilla it was. Yeah. Yep. And then moving to China where it's like the Wild West, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I think that really put a you know, mark on my life, like a really strong impact on like how to see things differently, how to approach things differently, right. be more adventurous. And, right. Um my love for Chinese food began in China. Okay. Hence why I, you know, like I only cook things that I want to eat. Hey, so. that's that's actually, uh, yeah, a great philosophy, I think, when it comes to making food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm convinced a lot of people that cook, um, not all of them, there are some great cooks out there, mm. but a lot of restaurants, especially in tourist parts of Jeju, I'm convinced that they, they don't, they've never tasted their own food. Like, right. There's no way you can humanly... Right. Accept that this is okay to sell. His name his name escapes me right now, but he is the um the uh the the chef of Gordon Ramsay. Uh what's his name? Like the the guy that like taught Gordon Ramsay how to um be oh, a chef. Taught him. Yeah. Marco Pierre. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yes, yes. I love that guy. Yeah. So that's exactly what he said. He said I remember just watching a video of him, an old clip, when he was like, man, maybe in his thirties or forties, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, Don't serve food you wouldn't eat yourself what are you doing yeah yeah mm. oh yeah 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 there you go exactly. so the, the, I, I guess you're really on to something yeah and and that leads me on to uh my next question is um and you've already answered it you know chinese cuisine that it, it, you really developed your your love of chinese food and then you just like you wanted to learn how to cook it you wanted to learn how to prepare it i mean when was it that you were a fan into Someone who decided, you know what, I, I want to make this kind of stuff. Um, that's it. I'll go more in depth to my background in Go Chinese for it. cooking. Yeah. So my like love for it obviously started when I lived there mm -hmm. as a kid. You know, the stuff you eat as a growing up is the I would say the most impactful. Like anything in your life, you know, mm -hmm. anything you do as a teenager, anything you do in your adolescence, yes, will have like the greatest impact throughout the rest of your life. And because I had like such a strong reference point of what it's supposed to taste like, mm. you know, you can't like be a hundred percent sure what you're cooking is right unless right. you know what it's supposed to taste like. Right. You know, yeah. unless you've invented a new dish from scratch. Yeah. But, um, 
I wasn't really cooking Chinese food in China because I was like a kid. I'd always follow my mom around in the kitchen and like helped out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't until like after I left China, um, I started like living by myself and stuff. I was like, man, I really miss eating like ABC from China. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, how do I make that? And okay. so I was like trying to remember what it tasted like. So oftentimes I would look up the recipe on like a Chinese site. Yeah. Um, or I would try to just kind of like figure it out or like remember what I'd seen someone do somewhere. Sure. And then so it really started at home and uh, going back to what I was saying about like food that I want to eat. So it really just started out with me cooking for myself and my family and like, oh, mom, remember this thing that we used to eat? Like I learned how to make it and then we'd like enjoy it together. Yeah. I mean, that's wild to me because it's like, you know, let's say uh, even a lot of us who are away from home and we taste something or smell something that like, bing, it kind of like triggers something. And you're like, whoa, that's the taste that I haven't had in a long time. So you're just kind of working with food as during this process, during this creation process, you're just making dishes until something like clicked and you're like, aha, that's that's it. That's the taste. I mean, I, I'd be almost like kind of um, almost doubting my own memory. You know what I mean? Like almost like psyching myself out or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? That's why you got to keep eating, man. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so important. Like, like to be a good musician, you got to keep listening to music. Yeah. You can't be in an echo chamber. You're just going to make garbage music. Yeah. Probably most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you got to keep eating good food and like, you know, like challenging yourself. You can't lie to yourself. I'm like, this is close. No, it's not. Okay. You have like, it's, it's, it's either it or it's not. Yeah. So I think um, I've actually probably like frustrated myself and some customers throughout the way because I'm more um, creatively inclined than business inclined. Yep. So I, I, I've like taken things off the menu that people are like, why don't you make that anymore? I was like, I don't like it. It's, that's not good. It's yeah. not good enough. Yeah. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's delicious. Yeah, like, and then mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're lying. Ah, you're an artist. Artist <laughs> you're, at you're heart. liar. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> you can just exactly. like throw it in the chest. <laughs> oh, how did it feel when you... Uh, you know, to give, bring back an example you, you just said, is you were making something and you're like, hey, mom, like, I think I, 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 I think I made this. Like, check this out. How did that feel when she, she tasted it and she's like, you got it. That's it. You know what? Um, it's kind of, my mom is much less, like, rigid about that than okay. compared to me. I'm way more analytical and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm one of those, like, bags it was like <laughs> coffee and they have a timer and like i yeah. have to know like, like oh yeah. well like if i do it from here to there yeah. the acidity will increase and blah blah, blah. Well, i told the you uh, when i saw you cooking you were, you were like a, an alchemist almost just like <laughs> it was almost like i was in medieval you know what i mean just putting these chemicals together like, i'm like i'm like this chemistry actually but yeah yeah i love food science yeah yeah <laughs> but um things like that so my mom is actually like if it's close she'll she'll usually be very nice yeah, She's just like, that's oh, mom. This is, this is great. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, but then if it's like something, actually, I think the closer it is, the more unforgiving she will be. Okay. So you know, like they say, like zero to ninety percent is pretty easy. And yeah. From the ninety percent to hundred percent is the hard part. Right. So my mom, like, I think it's like something like the uncanny effect, something like that. It's like my mom will be like, "Oh, this is great. This is fine. We'll eat it. Yeah. Make that, make that again next time." And then, like, if I get really close, I'll know because she'll start like pick, picking at it. Huh. You know, like. Yeah. She'll be like, "Oh, like, okay, now I'm reminded of what it's supposed right, to taste right, like, right. rather than just being like, this is a good thing that whatever made." Right. Right. Because you weren't just like doing like a one shot kind of thing. You're like, "Oh yeah, good, great, great job." And. Just whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. kept at it and you kept at it. And I, maybe she just 
saw that too and she's like all right maybe i'll i'll give him the yeah, yeah. and it's not always like that it'll mm. depend on like you know for anyone really not just my mom but yeah it, it also will depend on me like do i want to keep you know like, right i'll make this dish like i'll make like a cabbage stir fry yeah and if it doesn't taste right I'm like oh, man, i'll forget it. i don't yeah well, I have to say, uh, you know, it's interesting because Angela Lau, she she referred me to this place. So I trust her judgment. And shout out to Angela. Shout out to Angela. Hope, hope to have you on. Um, <laughs> and then when I came here, uh, the very first time I came here, there were two folks and they were like speaking Chinese. And I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. You know, and I saw I saw like uh, your menu, like how many items? Uh, it's small. Put me on the spot. Man. Right. It's, 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 it's small. It's like <laughs> under, it's easily, I think it's under 10. That's, I feel like that's another good sign. Just like a very, you know, it's not all over the place. Just a very uh, limited menu. And um, I got to say, at least for the, the past two times that I've come and, and eaten here, it's kind of like a soul food that I've, I've never discovered. Oh. Okay. So the thing is this, is we'll come and we'll eat here. And you'll, you'll give us a little extra because, you know, you got the hookup. But we'll, we'll eat here. And then I go home. And I tell you, I told you both times, the last two times, I'm like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. And it's one of those naps where it's like the deepest deep <laughs> sleep I've had in a long time. You know, one of those naps you're just like, Rrr! you're like, you're like shivering kind of, you know what I mean? In the middle of the day, you're just, yeah. you know, it's just such like I go like bare hibernation mode, which is a good thing. Trust me. On the couch, just out no dreams and then you just kind of wake up and you don't like know who you are like a fever, <laughs> for a second like a fever dream kind of not but there's no dreams it's just like yeah. you know just like just such like a i feel like i cocoon up almost you shake that violently when you nap. Like, well, I, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah maybe that's something else uh but i wake up and then i'm just like i just feel like a new person i don't know i know what you're saying that's, but, but that, that, that's the food coma now that's the food coma but it's like it's like Food, yeah, you know, oh, like I, 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 euphoria. I I'm, I'm very grateful yeah. that you think yeah. that way because there are certain foods where I will like clear the rest of my day out if I'm no, if I know I'm gonna eat this today. Yeah, like I, I'm wearing, I'm wearing loose f-ing sweatpants. <laughs> I'm gonna go and yeah. eat the shit of this. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not meeting nobody. Yeah, right, right, so right. I'm, right. I'm thinking, turning the phone off. Yeah, that's uh, it. I'm, I'm watching some YouTube and dozing off. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what you watch the YouTube. And well, what I like to say is you just hear the S's when the people are talking and then you hear, and you're just like, out. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's the effect of his food. It's amazing. It's very good. It's very good. So going back to just the going into Chinese cuisine and the couple last couple dishes that we had, you said it was, is a bit more like a street, street food style. It's interesting. Um, it's kind of a hard kind of specific Mm -hmm. term. I still haven't like thought of a way to describe it. Right. But it's like, it's like a somewhere in between street food and like a proper restaurant. Uh And you'll see this a lot in like Central Asia. Okay. Um, it's like a place where the people that live there will go eat every day. Yeah. So it'd be like equivalent for Korea, like, uh, like a or like a like a kimbap nut or whatever it's like it's not quite street food because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not an indulgent right 
like salty drinking thing. Right. But it's also not like a sit down. You don't want to like if you, if you have like guests coming over, this might be not like the best place to take someone. Okay. This is like something. That's what I wanted to offer. Actually, is like some somewhere you could just eat like by yourself, wearing a hoodie, just like. I think that com- is almost food. like a comfort soul food. Almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I don't really know what like the the exact term of that is, but. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is that in between the street food and like the restaurant food. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a really nice thing to have for a lot of people that I ask people all the time, like, do you guys cook at home? What do you guys eat at home? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we don't cook. Yeah. 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 And you're like, like, what are you talking about? Like, well, no, we don't cook. Mm. We just boil pasta sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it would it would be great to have just a spot like this. Uh, I mean, actually, it's not too far of a drive for us, but uh, I think it's lovely for for uh, anybody living anywhere to just have a joint that they just yeah. go in. And yeah. you know, what? I I, I kind of described it too, like coming in here. It's kind of like Cheers. You're familiar with Cheers, the show. You know what? It's crazy. Huh. You're not the first person to describe this place hey, as Cheers. That's what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> you know. I just open the door and you're like, oh, you know, what's up? You know, just like yeah. saying, shouting names and I'm, just like, uh, what's you know. his face? Tad. Yeah. What's his Denson. name? Ted, Ted Denson. Denson. Yeah, yeah. Ted the, Denson. Yeah, the bartender. The barkeep. <laughs> because, you know, it was cool because uh, when we came the last time, um, there, I also kind of got a cheers vibe because there are three very different uh, situations going on. There was there was PD and I, we were eating, and then there was a young Korean couple, they were eating as well. And then you had uh, two uh, uh, native English speakers uh, just coming in for a pickup, and they all felt really comfortable. And you, in, you, were, you were, and this is not a bad thing, you were a different person to each of them. You were different to us compared to to the folks that came in to pick up to just this young couple. You know, you were speaking in Korean to them. Is that exhausting? Is it natural for you? Because you 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 did it so naturally, but it was quite different in the way that you interacted with people. Mm. I mean, I think that's part of the power of why people say it's cheers. But uh, well, well, it's not easy being a sociopath, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's. Um, it's interesting that you would ask that. Most people ask me something like, um, is it exhausting to deal with people all the time? Yeah. And sometimes it can be. Yeah. But if the the specificity of your question of, like, is it exhausting to go back and forth mm. um, is interesting because I hadn't really thought about it until you asked me because I grew up in such multicultural environments yeah. where that has never been a thing that I had to do. Mm-hmm. It's never like, oh, I got to go to Korean mode. I got to go to Chinese mode. I got to go to English mode. Like, yeah. like language is just a form of how am I going to communicate with this person? Yeah. And it just happens to sound different. Right. So it's not really about like my social blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like mannerisms and attitude, demeanor and yeah, yeah, it's a part of the language. So okay. it's not like a thing that I'm like consciously doing. Maybe if it was like, you know, like elders or something but I, i'm nice right. to like all old people it doesn't matter like who mm. like where you're from right mm-hmm. and so yeah it's not exhausting in that aspect well you did it you I, it was it was just kind of interesting to just observe you work in inside and outside of the kitchen i had the chance to to actually do some filming uh behind the kitchen which you were very um uh, really thankful for that and i gotta say your kitchen setup i love it it's uh 
it's not, I don't know. I, I feel like simplistic is, I don't want to say that in like a negative connotation. Like, like it's just, you go in there, you have the two burners, you got a big walk, you got a little walk. You got, you got three or four knives set up nice and shiny and sharpened. You can tell they're, they're ready to go. That's about it. Yeah, I that's love it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, there's a few reasons of, uh, for the setup. Uh, biggest reason is I was consulting a bunch of people, one of them being David Kay from Bang Taco. He's yes. been working in restaurants and running restaurants since he was like in his early 20s. Yeah. And helping out in his uh, mom's shop since he was a kid. Okay. So his entire life has been based around restaurants yeah. and being in a kitchen and right. stuff like that. That's his, you know, that's what he knows. So, of course, and he's like, you know, such a, such a great um, friend and also an advisor. Yeah. And so I was talking to Dave for a long time and asking him, like, what do you think I should, like, set up the kitchen to be like and asking him questions and stuff. And he said, like, Tron, like, you can, you, you've, you're skilled enough to figure out what the workflow is. Okay. But he said, uh, make sure you just don't go all out and get like the flashiest okay like newest whatever stuff like you don't bells and whistles and exactly yeah so i think that's what really helped me like approach it in a minimalist way like yeah. okay uh if i buy like i don't know a five thousand dollars stove it's gonna look sick and probably have some like <laughs> yeah. cool features and yeah. stuff it's gonna tell me like how exactly hot my walk yeah, is yeah, or some yeah. shit like that exactly, but, like, yeah. But, like, this is just the industry standard, whatever, like, Ajumas use. Like, you know, it's yeah. fine. It, yeah. you know, blows out fire. And really it's not hard. one of those things, like, oh, we're trying to go simplistic and minimalistic. You're like, no, it's because. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, if someone asks me, I'll probably be like, no, it's a minimalistic. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's what we're going for here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it also helps with, like, decluttering. Yeah. Um, there have been challenges, but I like to work um, with limitations a lot. That's something I like to do. Hmm. And being uh, creative and problem solving, problem solving, that kind of stuff is like, that's just how my brain works. Yeah. Um, I do that with music all the time, just mm-hmm. to give myself a limitation. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it came from just like not having whatever I needed to do it. So just like, you know, jury rigging things together. Yeah. I, I love that. Just MacGyvering, jury rigging and yeah, just yeah, yeah. pray nothing blows yeah. up yeah. too yeah, large. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. this kitchen is kind of based mm-hmm. on that and also... Um, like David was saying, like, you know, it's it's an investment, too. So there's a financial aspect behind it. So it all works out. And um, this layout's changed, and um, I've put things in different places over time. And I think that's really just kind of like, you know, water flowing through the rock and, nice. like, smoothing it over, you know? Nice. Super Asian. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. We can say it. Yeah. Look at us. We're, 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 we're allowed to say that stuff. <laughs> um so, uh, speaking of being super Asian, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to... Tarot. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll keep it in. I'll keep it in and see what happens. Um, <laughs> is we are drinking um, some fantastic tea. And yeah. I've noticed that um, for the other customers that have, have been here, you're just like, hey, you, would you like some tea? And you'll give them a little uh, take-home uh, container or just serve it right on the spot. Yeah. And you just do it. So, uh, and if you look around... I mean, if you look uh, at the space itself, uh, within these incredible, incredibly built, amazing tables, it's like these transparent, uh, almost cabinet tables. And then also the setup there, there's just teaware and teacups. So you like tea? I do like you tea. You do like tea. Tell us about it. Um, it's delicious, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't, I didn't cultivate it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tea thing kind of happened. Um, it wasn't like a conscious decision when I opened the restaurant, mm -hmm. but it was a happy, like the universe saying, hey, you, you got to incorporate tea. So how that happened was mm. I lived just up the street before I moved recently in a small studio apartment by myself. And um, a few years ago, um, I noticed they were doing some major construction on a lot of land that had nothing on it. It was just, you know, sure. just weeds and just happening over, a lot around yeah, the island, right? Stuff yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they were making this new building. It was huge. It was one of those like warehouse looking ones, but yeah. it was much nicer. Yeah. And um, after some time, I noticed this older gentleman in like kind of like, you know, the informal humble, kerang humble. It's not, yeah. not quite, it's like kind of what the monks would wear sometimes. Yeah, it looks super comfortable. Oh, I, I, I yeah. want to get some so yeah. bad. Yeah, same, yeah. But um, I noticed an older gentleman wearing glasses and like, you know, like walking around like this, kind of <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And I was like, huh, who's that guy? You want to get to know that dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's yeah. that guy? And yeah. I didn't think much of it. And then um, I, I think after like probably half a year or a year i can't remember but mm. by the time the construction finished uh, the sign had come up and it said something about tea i was like oh it's like another cafe because it right. looked really nice and yeah. i was like oh it's another like cool cafe or whatever mm. and i didn't think much of it because i didn't know anyone that worked there or whatever and then one day my um friend flew in from the mainland to hang out and well i was like well we got some time you want to go check this cafe out and it's like sure uh and we passed by and there was it was like locked and it looked really cool. There was like a bunch of stuff. It was like really high ceilings. Mm -hmm. There was like these tables were in a much better home before here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just like hundreds of like cakes of tea, you know, like the discs they have. Yeah. Like on display. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what is this place? And yeah. I'm like, well, he's not here. So we'll, we'll just go. And then as we're leaving, that older gentleman I saw, saw us. And like in a really like, you know, like Kyungsangdo accent, you know, like, oh, and then he's like, <laughs> Who, who are you guys? And I was like, oh, we're just like, you know, like, we'll, we'll come back next time. We don't mm -hmm. want to, like, like, no, 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 I insist. Like, I mm -hmm. insist, you, you have to come. And I was like, yeah. well, well I, I guess we have to now. Yeah. And then so he opens the door, oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. And then, and then we go in and he has this, like, it's like this big. It's yeah. like a slab of volcanic rock that he had custom carved out into a tea tray. So like this, huh. the functionality so, of this. Yeah. But carved out from a giant. So slab. porous and everything. And porous. Yeah, but then also like, it's, it's, it's kind of like carved out in the middle and there's that's this drain awesome. and then there's like a valve i can't imagine how much something like that costs anyways it's it's wild gorgeous so yeah he's got everything and we're just like oh my god this place is amazing yeah and um we start talking and he gives us tea and i'm like i never had tea like this before and blah blah this we're, is no cutesy cafe we're talking about here yeah that you thought yeah and after a bit um we're like we gotta get going I'll see you around. I live across the thing. And so after for a year, I would go visit uh, Mr. Moon. That was his name. Mm -hmm. um, I'd go visit Mr. Moon. And we'd just talk. He'd give me tea. And we became really close friends. Yeah. And I learned a lot about tea. I think I've had a lot more tea that, like, people would never dream of being able to yeah. experience. And I didn't know because I was just, like, so new to it. Thank goodness you just happened to stroll in and just check it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, oh, this tea is from like 1978. Let's Jeez. check it out. And then I was like, oh. That's like going to like wine tasting or something and getting like the finest. 
pretty much 70s wine or something yeah. right yeah yeah and uh, i was like oh this is pretty good it smells like dirt and he's like <laughs> oh yeah it's like uh twenty thousand dollars for a cake and I'm oh. like, jesus christ <laughs> you're just killing, you're just killing him? yeah yeah and um so i learned about tea through that and then um we became friends and he eventually wanted to move um out of jeju mm. and um he put the place out for release, and because the people that were are currently there now have nothing to do with tea, right? He ended up having all this uh, cool furniture and all this dec- dec- decor yeah. that he had made for the spot. That he was like, "We're gonna trash this if uh, if they don't use it." Oh no! Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, well." He left in June, and I opened my shop in July, and I started construction in May. Yeah. So it was around the same time. I was like, um, "Mr. Moon, do you think like?" I could use some of the wood here. And he was like, oh, yeah, take everything Just, you need. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's going to end up in a landfill anyway. You might as well see if you can salvage it. Huh. So what we ended up doing was ripping out a lot of the cabinetry. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the wood, a lot of the decor. We moved these tables, which yeah. I, like, had to, ins- like, force payment on him. Because right. Mr. Moon was like. Because he was like, oh, we're just going to toss them. You're like, yeah, no. Yeah. He was like, oh, just going to, like, give it away or yeah. something. I was like, and he was like, sell it. And I was like, oh, I'll buy them from you. He's like, mm, you're like my son's age. You're like, just fine, just take it. I was like, no, no, no. I, I paid 200 bucks for these two custom-made tables. And these are probably worth like $4,000 Easily, together. easily, easily, <laughs> easily. Really, really, really. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, everything, almost every piece of wood here is like upcycled. That's awesome. It's awesome to see it in action. Like you hear about it and like it's cool to actually see it in action. Yeah. It, it, and I really wanted to give the give everything a second life yeah and not just use it to just whatever like you know smash together into like shells and whatever but like right. preserve what it what the what it did you know mm. i think that's really important like like that stuff over the shelves over there right uh, i don't think there might be some b-roll of it mm-hmm. yeah. um but um that was used to hold other like tea stuff right i can see that sure so mm. i was like oh well like you know this is like tea stuff and like it also signified um, being there with Mr. Moon. It's just like such a peaceful place. He's got like a little like bonsai garden and just that's like, awesome. It's like birds and it's like he was like. Well, you called him. He, I remember you said he's like your unregistered uh, therapist. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it was um, him just listening. That's cool. And I don't think uh, I don't think enough people realize how important it is to just like. Not only say the things, like it, it's emphasized that you should say what's on your mind and really, but like the person listening is also yeah. like, just like shut the fuck up and listen to what yeah. this person has to say, yeah. you know, yeah. like and Mr. Moon taught me that, Yeah, you know, like, cause people mostly will just figure things out right. as they're saying it. So I would end up going there and like we drink tea for like eight hours. That's crazy. And I would just like talk to him and he'd be like, huh. And then by the end of it, I'd be like, I think I figured it out. Yeah, he says nothing. And you're like, thanks, Mr. Moon. Yeah. I, thanks for that advice. And he's like, he said nothing. He's going home. He like, like figured it all out. That boy's crazy. <laughs> that boy, that boy's <laughs> crazy. No, I think uh, I agree. And I'm, I'm guilty of this too is, you know, when someone's uh, talking to you and they're giving you issues or, or, or problems, you know, you're, then your problem solving mind kind of sets in. And you want to help them, right? Yeah. So you're just like, well, you got to do this. And actually, maybe yeah. you're... And it's just like... Yeah, I'm actually, guilty of that, you know, too. Yeah. And and a lot of times, just they just want to be heard. And they just want you to be like, yeah, that guy sucks. He does suck. <laughs> the end. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. 
Well, the thing is, we've been talking about this place and your food and, and the furniture and just the, the whole ambiance and this whole thing. But here's the thing is that um, that's it, man. You, you, you're, you're shutting down. You're closing your doors. Yeah. All, all this build up. To all this build up everyone. to like, well, <laughs> you're not going to be able to see it. Well, you, you will be for a very short time. But um, we got to get into it, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, how could you be so selfish? No, I'm joking. <laughs> You're taking this away from all of us. You're talking about, you know, my soul food and my, I just found you. And, but uh, but, but all, uh, in all seriousness, uh, what was your decision? Why? Um, this will be a year and a half-ish since I've opened the shop. Yeah. And I opened it with the intention of learning. I set very clear goals for myself when I opened the restaurant. Okay. One, because I'd never done it before. And I wanted to, I've heard like horror stories and like, you know, um, older Sajanim, like, you know, Hyungs and stuff that tell me like, oh yeah, you know, be wary of this, this, this. And also like things that like, they don't tell me, like uh, I see kitchen people with like health problems all the time and like just, you know, their like social lives are destroyed. And, and I, I, there's an element of me that like respects that, yeah. like the devotion to their, their work. But also it's like, I don't want that. Right. And I wanted to see, like, if I set very certain goals for myself, um, could I pull it off in right. X amount of time? Right. So the goals were like, okay, um, make sure I like what I'm doing. Yep. Profit is not the goal. Okay. Don't burn all the money that I put into it. At least, let, like, maybe, like, break even Right. was the goal. Right. And, like, try and learn everything I can by running a business by yourself and understanding the struggles, benefits, and, like, what kind of, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like problem solving things that I'd have to like learn, uh, putting myself in uh, uncomfortable situations, things I'm not good at. And sometimes that was by decision. Sometimes it was mostly it's just like put on you because it's un uncomfortable. Right. But then um, I think at a certain point, like maybe the beginning of fall or summer last year, mm -hmm. I started to notice that like, huh, I'm like kind of bored now. Huh. And me being bored is my, it's like my brain telling me like, well, you should sit down and think about something. So I did. And then I realized like, okay, what's, what's, what's got me bored? And it's like, oh, well, I'm not learning yeah. anymore. Right. Which was one of the main goals. Was right? it like uh, you felt like you were just going through the motions maybe? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like getting up late and just like whenever dragging my feet to work, blah, right. blah, blah. I could like sling out orders. Hmm. And um, I have a very inquisitive and curious mind all the time. So I'm like constantly like feeding like the dopamine hunger, like knowledge machine. Sure. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. And then I noticed I was kind of like, huh, I make the same stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't really have inspirations to pull from. And a part of that is largely like my own, you know, like that's something I need to figure out for myself. But I also noticed um, my environment is also a part of it. Okay. You know, Jeju is a pretty small place. Sure. And it has lots of uh, cool things and culture to offer. But as someone who is a creative person, I noticed there wasn't a, as a large of a spectrum of um, creative like stimulus for me okay you go to like a cafe or like a restaurant and it's like copy paste everything right it's not like yes. oh i love doing this and mm. i want to give the best version of this to people and it's like 
social media got to take the photo exactly it's, gotta, gotta it's not that, that. it's it's yeah. like it, it becomes like what you said it's mm. just like oh that guy made money doing this let's copy him and then like you know 20 more of the bullshit just comes out <laughs> and it's just like yeah but that's what people want mm. and so being in that kind of environment is difficult to it becomes difficult to like challenge yourself like i was saying earlier like you have yeah. to have good food to know what good food tastes like yeah to challenge your own palate and yeah like the places I love going to most are like you go to places and it just like melts your mind. Just like, I don't know how they made this. Right. It's so good. Right. I don't like if my brain, I get frustrated huh. because it's like most things you can taste. And like after you've been in the kitchen for a while and like, you know, pay attention to what you're doing, you can kind of figure out like, okay, they probably did this, this, this. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good version of this. But mm -hmm. sometimes very, very rarely you go to a restaurant and like, I don't know what kind of magic sorcery they're doing right, in the kitchen. Right, 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 You know? Yeah. And that excites me, but I haven't had that in Jeju. Oh, at all? At all? I, not that I can remember. Okay. Maybe it, maybe once or twice. Okay. But I can't, like, it, it's yeah. not happening enough for me. Okay, uh, my question is this, is like, I remember, I mean, you said that, okay, I set out to do, I had a, I had a clear set of goals, right, when I wanted to open up this spot. Is that in part, you said like you felt like you were going through the motions or getting a little bored. Is it, do you think it's in part because like you've set and made those goals and like that's it? Do you feel like those goals were met? Um, hmm. I would say it's a combination of both me being understimulated mm -hmm. and also like goals being met and like something like this is pretty kind of subjective to myself, uh -huh. right? Sure. Like, Someone could be like, oh, you could run this much more efficiently. You could have staff. You could blah, blah, blah. You could right. make more money. Sure. But to me, it's like, well, it checked off the, what did I learn? I learned how to run a business by myself. Mm -hmm. You did it your way. Yeah, I did it my way. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I think for me personally, I just, like, kind of reached the point where I was like, I think I've gotten all the substance out of, I've, I've extracted everything I can from this experience. And yeah. it's time to move on. Yeah. And that you know, being like, um, that be kind of triggered by the, the lack of like things to, you know, I, I don't even like eat out on my days off, mm. um, out as in like go somewhere new. Like, right. I love doing that by myself. Yeah. Just going to some, going somewhere and just being like, right. you know, sit down and eat something and mm. like, like analyze and stuff. Right. Like most days I just go to like the Sundubu joint and just like pay like eight bucks and like, yeah. it's Grace and the book. I just go home. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because like I've been like burned so many times mm. by mediocre places, and I don't blame them. I'm not criticizing them. I'm not like throwing shade at them. Maybe a little bit. Um. So uh, you you pretty much answered the next question I was going to ask. It was was it a hard decision to decide to kind of like uh, end this part of your life? But um, it seems like it, it sounded like a pretty natural transition for you to the, cause it's kind of like, you know, it, it, you can, you can see and what we like when we come in here and what other people can see is like you, you really put in a lot of care to the space, to the ambiance, to your food. So it is kind of like your child, your baby, you know, you're not like putting it down, but, but you know, that can be a, a lot of folks, you know, their, their first business or, or their first venture I don't, I'm not sure if you're even in this area, but you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's taking too much away from them. So they have to, they have to exit. Uh, so it's a really hard choice, but, um, I, it seems like it's not, this is not that 
hard of a choice for you. It's kind of like a natural mm. transition. Um, I would say I don't think it was an easy decision. Okay. I wasn't like losing sleep over it. Right. But I am a very slow processor at nature. Mm. Um, for you know, thoughts and problems or even like nice things. Um, I really like to take some time to process it in my brain. And I think uh, from past experiences, I've learned that I'm not good under um, pressure okay. and like acting by reflex. Hmm. Um, not because I always make the bad decision when I do, but there's a higher window of, um, you know, like mistake error. making. Yeah, yeah. higher window for yeah. error. And I think I like the comfort of really taking the time of like, well, asking myself from different perspectives, like, well, what, what, what would happen if I closed? Mm -hmm. And then kind of going through the steps of like, um, well, this could happen, this could happen, mm -hmm. this might happen. And then going through those things, see if I like those things. And then rather than like going on an impulse, which, you know, a lot of people are, we're kind of like programmed to do so sometimes. And, um, I think if I just got like fed up with work one day and just went like, F it, I'm not going to do the restaurant anymore. I think it might've been the same end result. Yeah. Like I decided to close anyway, but mm. um, I think I wouldn't like the aftermath of like, should I have really done this? Right. Where, and there's, there's a certain like cloud of anxiety that right. will sit with you forever. Right. And me kind of like slowly and like naturally processing this over a longer, like it's been a few months since I've, this, this has been on my mind. Yeah. Um, naturally processing this has allowed me to make a decision and it feels right. Okay. So I, I, I don't feel like there's any shroud of mystery. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I, I think, I think. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I think for a lot of folks, it, it doesn't happen that often where you make like a ma major decision and then you're like, you know what? It feels right. I think there are a lot of folks they regret or they, they kind of just maybe it was the right decision or not, but they keep looking back whether what school they, they decided to do or when to switch jobs or when to end a job or, or something. But to, to, to get to that point where you just like, it wasn't easy, but it feels right. I admire that. That's awesome oh, to get to that you. point. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people would love to just make such a major decision and, and, and just feel like it was the right thing to do. So what is next for Shorn? What is going on? The good question. Huh. That, that's the question now. <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Now. Cause you're sh the doors are shutting next um, Friday. Yeah. So Last it'll day. be the 24th. 4th, I think. 24th? Last, 24th of Feb February. I'm going to try to get this episode out as soon as possible so people can hear it and then you know, come. You should yeah. have it released on the 25th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people, we talk about, yeah. Yeah, and they have to wait 50 minutes to get into I'll the get, part where I'll get a, I I'll get a lot of views and, and, and angry emails, but hey, you know, get that get that feedback, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. Um, 24th will be the last day of business and then I'll take the weekend to clear some stuff out. Sure. Um, after that, I, I, I think this is also, uh, related to me being a slow processor okay. is, um, I, I, I found myself working best when I have just one thing on my plate at a time. Mm. So yeah. this is something my uncle told me when I was a kid, he was like, just worry about the things that are in front of your nose. Mm. And 
uh, I, that stuck with me. Like he told me that I was like when I was like ten or like something. Nice. And it stuck with me. It's yeah. still. And I was like every time I'm like just like overwhelmed every once in a while with, you know, the world's like ah here take this bullshit too. And yeah. I was like okay, well I I have these things to deal with. And yeah. Then, like what's what's now? What do I need to do now? Right. So now was. Well, I got to figure out how to get rid of the shop mm-hmm. and do it in a way where I feel good about it, mm-hmm. and you know whatever logistic stuff is taken care of. And when that's done, I think I will be thinking about what I'm doing next because it's not very urgent. Yeah, you know. Um, so I I think right now the plan is to take however many weeks some like, me time. You know, just treat yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just absolutely turning it to liquid you know, <laughs> for like two weeks. Yeah, and and then I think um, being bored in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, being bored is like something I haven't felt in a while. Mm. Um, not bored in the sense of like like career wise. Yeah, what you said earlier, but but yeah. just as a human being, right? You know, like like I miss that. Yeah, you know, I haven't been bored in a long time, and and. You, you do such interesting things as a human when you're bored, you know? Like, you think about, like, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have, like, doodled this picture on the wall <laughs> if I wasn't bored. Or, yeah. Well, that's because you need to have, like, a three-hour lecture at university. Exactly. You know, and that's when you start doodling. That's when you make the good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, I should release this as an album. This yeah, is, yeah. This is great yeah. poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I want to get to that point. That's the next step, me being bored for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I think from there, um, I'll probably figure out what I want to do next. Nice. I think it'll involve some kind of learning. Okay. Now, I, but the thing is, too, um, well, I don't know if you need to learn that much, but uh, your background is in music. It you, is you, in music. Yeah. So would you think of just dabbling around in, in that when in your free time when you're done here? Um because I about it. You're you're a hard man to research. Uh if you go on his his social media, it's it's super artistic. I mean, it's not boring. It's that I don't mean this in a bad way. You've got these musical uh clips, there's a lot of imagery, a lot of I mean, it it I can see the artist in you with that kind of stuff. Uh would you get back into that? Area? Um I don't think I was ever like into it hmm. in the sense that like I never tried to pursue it as a job Mm -hmm. and it's been on my mind but it was a little discouraging seeing my peers going through so much um hardship okay not all the time yeah it's unfortunate people who are killing it right now yeah but um a lot of times like there's an oversupply of uh, musicians and creatives where especially right now yeah you become disposable yeah and being constantly on the edge of like, if I don't make enough music or if I don't produce enough, blah, 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 I- I'm going to be out of work. Yeah. Like, that's not something I want looming over my head constantly. And that's just me. Some people strive, like, you know, they thrive. It's clearly just you. I mean, you described how you wanted to run this business. Same thing, right? You didn't yeah. want to have that looming urgency. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of discouraged me from pursuing music as a career right at least for now yeah um if there was a way i could like brainstorm music into a more kind of stable uh work i think i'd be interested in that but i haven't figured out what that is yet Mm. um i always i keep playing music i play music here when there's no people around Um, play music at home i write i try to write stuff at home Mm -hmm. but um i think 
as long as I'm doing something creative, um, I'll be happy to keep doing it. And if it, if I get to do it as a job, um, even better. Like yeah. cook, cooking is the same mm-hmm. as music to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's just you get to eat it, right? Rather than listen to it, it's just right. a different hole. Sensory. <laughs> it's a different hole. I yeah. like that. It's a different hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, about about um, me pursuing music, I think I might be interested in meeting some people mm-hmm. who might want to do something together or you know maybe like if i get bored i'll like go like hit up some people who have venues and i'll be like hey can i play just by myself on like a thursday night cool and just you know um just for me yeah and i might do it to that extent but i don't think i'll pursue anything music related in jeju got it understood well shorn um i wish you the best man i mean you're not even thinking about that right now you're, you're just thinking about Closing up shop, as you said, one whatever's in front of your nose, one step at a time. But uh, for those folks watching and listening, it, closing the final date to enjoy this soul food is the 20, what was it again? 24th. 24th, 24th. Um, so come on out, eat your fill before uh, Sean kicks you out for good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, man, I just want to thank you for being the second guest here. And it was really amazing to hear your story. Um, and where can we find you at? Like, hmm. um, like on the internet? Yeah, on the interwebs. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably like Instagram. Nice. I mean, I, I, I'm very hard Search to Search him out. I'm yeah. very hard to get hold of. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it that that's, way. <laughs> that's why you're so cool, man. Those are the coolest kind of people, you know? No, I mean, no. they, they, they a, make it difficult without trying. It's a shroud of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's the illusion. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we we haven't like officially like done this yet, but it would be cool, um, you know, to play one of your to have one of your songs playing as as we end up here. So, who knows? If, uh, hopefully, yeah, you can send us send send us a little something. So, hopefully, that's what you're listening to right now. If not, um, insurance is a terrible stock royalty free. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no copyrights. Um, so, thank you. If you're watching, if you're listening, leave a comment below feel free to no not just feel free to please subscribe actually that'll help out a lot Uh, you can also follow us on instagram there's the podcast version on apple spotify uh, podbang and those links will be provided below if you're watching and if you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor of the show feel free to reach us at halahalapodcast at gmail.com that's h-a-l-l-a-h-o-l-l-a podcast at gmail.com I've been your host, Marco Sinche, and I hope you uh, join us next time on the next Hala Hala. See ya. Bye. Bye.